0: Welcome to an all-new season of Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra.
1: And I'm Dave Rankin.
2: And we're three friends with three different relationship statuses just trying to figure it
1: out. So get the download every Wednesday.
0: Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra.
1: And I am Dave Rankin.
0: We are your fearless... In emails and stuff, I've been saying your fearless triad, which is kind of gross. I I feel like everybody thinks we are a throuple now. (laughs)
1: Freeless?
2: They're not totally wrong, but they're not <laughs> right either. I mean, there's no sexual gratification, right? I mean, I guess I speak for just me. I don't know if you guys jerk it to me when I'm no, not around. Well,
1: but. Uh, on the Reality Bites uh, Facebook, we there, we there was we posted uh, about. I mean, you have a dream about your platonic friends.
0: Oh yeah, and were you trying to tell us, Courtney, yeah, that you thought what about, was that that us? about? No, so I have had sex. I can't remember. I get my dream my dreams get fuzzy after a while, but I've definitely had sex dreams about friends. I oh, don't yeah. think... When you say friends, do you I mean Sophia? I don't think Sophia you guys... Alex but I've never... That. I haven't...
1: I'll be honest, not, not neither you guys. of you haven't no, made it into... Right
0: back at you.
1: Yeah, damn. Okay. <laughs> There's but no, nothing.
0: No sexual chemistry in the house, but a lot of friendship chemistry. It's true. <laughs> but just... But it's
2: bolstered by a firm understanding, though we would never have sex with each other. For sure.
0: I feel like the strongest friendships are built on that understanding. It's true. I've had,
1: yeah, but I've had platonic dreams of, you know, of the girl.
0: Sexier friends?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just way (laughs) hotter. How Uh, dare you? No, I've had that, though. And then you see him the next day, and it's all weird.
0: It is.
2: For sure. I don't remember enough of my dreams. And also, really, as you know, I only masturbate and think
0: about myself. <laughs> I also, it's
1: Why totally, would they come up in your dreams yeah, in a sexual manner? It would be impossible.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've only had... I And I feel like straight women typically have more of these, but I've only fucked a woman in my dreams, like, once. And it was, like, such a disturbing... Or just, like... It was disturbing? Not disturbing, but I was just, like, my mind was blown. I was just like, What? So, not disturbing, but, like, exciting. Like, sexually, like, satisfying and disturbing. Titillating. Sounds
2: good. I don't think you know what disturbing means, Courtney. (laughs) I mean, when you say disturbing, I'm picturing, like, a vagina turning into, like, a vagina
1: dentata
0: and just, like, eating you with its teeth. In a good way.
1: Like, to completion? Was this a, was this, like, a wet dream?
0: No, I think, again, they all get really fuzzy. I was just like, whoa, a woman, what? (laughs) Courtney's
2: so straight that even in her dreams she was like, This is going too far. This is pushing the limit." I don't know I don't know if do. I don't know if we should
1: do this. I don't know if we should do this. It's like how all of her dreams end. I don't guys I don't know if we should do this. It's a dream. We can do whatever we want. I don't I don't know.
0: My dreams are rigid. And let's go fly.
1: <laughs> I don't, Guys, I don't know. We,
3: shouldn't, hey, we should think about this.
2: Hey, uh, listen, there's such a thing as laws of physics. I just don't think I can fly. Let's so see. I'm going to go ahead let's and not do that. I'm going to go wake up and now. And see if this is realistic. <laughs> Oh my god. What's funny is in real life, this Courtney's, is disturbing. Courtney's real like Courtney's dreams in real life like have no limits. She's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> she's like calling me from her car in the middle of the day. She's like, "Okay, I have a new plan. Like we apply to this thing and it works out and we get a million dollars and we go to Iceland and and we have an artist colony and it's going to be great." And in oh her dreams, god. she's like, "This is too much. I'm at Target and my budget is $100."
1: <laughs> go. There is no money in your dreams there is for mine
0: oh my god that was a thank you for that roast a delightful so roast. <laughs> let's talk about utis dave because i think we both have that in common right i don't now. know if
1: i do i'm throwing it out there i'm throwing it that i i i think i have some a uti i went to a doctor went to a clinic and what did they say
2: <laughs> yeah why do you think that and are not sure if you've already been i'm taking
1: antibiotics doctor. but they made me super ill for the last couple of days so i got off of them um, That's not good. Not good. So I'm going back tomorrow for further life? testing. Does it hurts when you pee? It, yeah. It, all right. So I. <gasps> oh, my
2: God. Are you again the number one chlamydian in Los no, Angeles? No,
1: no. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't been having sex. So I wouldn't be the number one stand up chlamydian. I, I haven't really been having sex except uh, one person. I'm pretty sure we're, we're not. There's no other partners involved. Uh, it's not that often. Uh,
0: Do you bear back?
1: Yeah. I mean, so here's what happened. So a couple of weeks ago.
0: Uh... <laughs> Courtney's face
1: no, no condom. And I just, I just, uh, the ending, I just came weird. It just hurt. It felt weird. It felt incomplete. <laughs> it was weird.
0: Can we just clarify some things about UTIs? You can't get a UTI from ending weird.
1: No, I, I'm yeah, just saying also, it Also, here's felt... the
2: thing. Isn't it so hard for a man to get one? I thought it was no. like near impossible no. for a man to I get one. I just think harder. something,
1: some, I, I did something in sex. So I'm not saying it's UTI that has now caused some kind of, uh issue with my urethra uh, it, it's like some you kind of you
2: said urethra and it's urethra. urethra
1: i did say urethra
2: <laughs> no, you no did he did he said did. it right i did say it. we'll do the playback later but urethra. i'm pretty sure Wait, you also like, mispronounced something on the last episode but no, i what it was So oh, i'm oh, definitely Sophia.
1: gonna do that all the time <laughs> that's like no but
0: it was so cute
1: I, if you're listening and I mispronounce something, listeners, please um, email us, be, be dick. Let about us know. It. Oh, yeah. Like, Comment Sophia in the situation. Instagram. I'm
2: not a dick. I think it's cute. Ask him to pronounce Chipotle. It's adorable.
0: Chipotle. Chipotle. No, Chipotle. See? I always
1: say Chipotle.
0: Yeah, it's cute. Okay. Okay, so back so to the I... UTI. <laughs>
1: i all right so there is something happened in sex where it was like it, it ended awkward it was kind of painful it felt like i didn't even know if it was done and then we talked about it and it was kind of a weird ending to the night but like we were like oh that was she was like i'm sorry that happened i was like i don't know what happened and then i kind of started having kind of burning kind of painful things especially if i was you know
0: Okay, if you're a doctor to, and mm-hmm. you know if you can get a UTI from coming weird, I don't think you. <laughs> no, saying it's I'm not saying, that, saying that's that how he was knew the first like, was weird. like whoa. That's
1: okay. That's not right. That's not. Right. That's not that wrong. doesn't feel right. Oh, okay. And then it kind of happened, and then and then um yeah, I just didn't uh just didn't come for for like you know five or six days. I was like kind of scared about it. And then, but like and
0: you I, tried and then you I couldn't? tried again
1: and then I tried again and then it hurt again. I was like, okay, we're going to the doctor. Oh. So,
0: and the doctor, and be, okay,
1: we're not, not conclusive UTI, uh, but gave me antibiotics just in case. Cause it's, if it is some type of infection, uh, and then we're getting blood work tomorrow, we're doing the STD tests just Good.
0: so you know. Yeah. Wow. This, this is this serious. Is, so I think my UTI, which is a it's super tentative UTI in fact, I just am solving it by drinking more water. Just super quick. Hey,
2: listeners. I'm currently the only host of the podcast that whose genitals are functioning at peak performance. If, uh, My
0: genitals are fine. If,
2: if you need to dream about someone tonight, dream about me. 100% clean. Nothing hurts when I pee.
1: Yeah. She doesn't have any, any limits married. on her dreams. She's uh,
3: married. Genitals? <laughs>
2: On fleek. Sorry, <laughs> fleek is over. <laughs> I'm going to get mine. I'm
1: getting back mine back to tip-top shape.
2: I mean, we've it's all happening. heard that before, Dave. Yeah,
1: I know.
0: <laughs> so who's this week's guest, you guys?
1: This week's guest is Matthew Solomon.
0: Man school.
4: Teaching all the mans about the women's man school.
1: <laughs> That's right. Author of man school is here with us.
0: Matthew Today. Solomon. I found you guys. This is a weird social media connection. I think he friend requested me or something. And then I was like, this shit is perfect. And then now we had him on the show. Just the internet bizarre.
1: That's how that happened?
2: I mean, really, the story you just said was that <laughs> he hit you up and
0: then <laughs>
2: you asked him he to do the podcast. That's not that crazy. <laughs> but he
0: didn't, like, know about my pot. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think that was why he friend requested me. I think he was just, like, on a spree. <laughs> can't explain it
1: <laughs> on a friending spree
2: now on you're friendings- making his like promotional tactics for man
0: school s- sound suspect <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to do that i'm saying i'm saying they work i'm saying <laughs> this guy should be running marketing campaigns <laughs> totally um so yeah uh he wrote a book that you can get on amazon called Man school.
4: <laughs> Are you ready to learn about vaginas and treating them kindly? Man school.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So
2: I've offered him this jingle for free. I think
0: he wants And he to really liked it. it. Yeah. So not I to give anything make away. I want ringtones out of this. I wish people still used ringtones. No, people still do. What? People totally still Sophia, use ringtones. No. That used to be like a Hey, small- if someone
2: wants to go back in time and have me record this as a ringtone for them, I'm ready. What's Email it, reality people, bites, like those- pod, bites with a Y, <laughs> at gmail.com. I will record a man's school ringtone for you. Or you could just slice it out of this episode. I mean, if you want to do all that work. <laughs> or if you want a personalized MP3, I don't know. I don't know. I'm available.
0: Here, here's what I like about Matthew is... As we've established, he's a hustler. And B, he's like willing to have the conversation, even if and like maybe be wrong sometimes. And like that's kind of the gist of what he's saying is that like I'm just glad that he's taking on the emotional labor of mansplaining
2: the uh, Me Too movement to other men. Right. Because then I can Some take man a breather. Had to do it. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can have extra time to vacuum or something, or, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the
3: demo,
2: I feel like the demo You know, was,
4: women's work.
1: Women's work, yeah.
2: <laughs> if, if Matthew's busy explaining to men what mm-hmm. me too what is. What women are. I'm doing other stuff and I like that. So thank you, Matthew, for that.
1: I agree with that.
0: Definitely.
2: Um, and also he's a real gentle explainer. Mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't make you feel bad or defensive or stupid. And I think it's good to be a gentle explainer because sometimes it's really hard to admit you don't know something. I have a hard time doing that sometimes because like I think English was my second language and I was like so afraid of being wrong cuz I couldn't speak for a couple years like without making mistakes that I think like it gave me a fear of like being like I don't know explain this. <laughs> And it's nice when someone like Matthew is like, I'm a gentle explainer. I'm not going to make you feel like an idiot.
0: Well, also like the demo for this is very like sports guys, you know. I think like that's who needs the book the most and would get the most out of the well, book. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a sports guy. I don't think it's sports <laughs> guys that are a my school. It's a book
1: mean, for guys who love sports and want to
0: <laughs> I just, understand I just more mean, like, about Chevy chicks. guys. Listen, if you're like a woke dude driving a Chevy, don't take offense to this. I'm just making broad generalizations. I just disagree. I don't think that's who it's for.
2: I think it's for the people that are like, I'm not sure what this is, but. I... I like, if I ask, I get attacked. And then the things that they're maybe more attracted to if they're like not sure how to relate with women are books that are like the pickup artist or Mm. how to get women to like talk to you or to like you or whatever. And I think those men... really benefit from matthew's book because it's a it's a really good way to transition into like what the current moment is and to understand more about what's going on without feeling alienated you know Mm -hmm. i think yeah
1: yeah yeah. the the social media too i think there's a bunch of references in, in in the book about it how he's saying i saw this i read this and i think there's so much anger you know on social media that i think he wanted to come with that calming presence you know that comes through uh
2: Also, he's really into tantric sex, so maybe that's giving him some zen too. (laughs) So, I don't know, dudes, check out that tantra because Matthew was zen as hell. Man (laughs)
1: school, at the end of the book, you're going to read about tantra.
4: Man (laughs) school, I held my sperm for three years straight, and now I love the ladies in a positive way. Man school.
0: There's more (laughs) of this at the end, so just just make it through the interview. (laughs) No, I thought the interview was great. I loved meeting him. He does have such a chill, cool energy. And yeah, he's like doing the Lord's work, so... Let's learn about it. And he's cool being like, okay, well,
2: my first marriage didn't work out, but I learned some stuff since, since then. And I think like, he was humbled by it. Yeah. I think he's he's learned like, a lot. It yeah. I think he's like, oh, I didn't know as much as I should know about women. And like, what can I do to make my other, like my next relationships better? And then I think that's when he started man school, <laughs> like for himself first, you know?
3: Yeah. You
1: got to start with yourself.
0: That's yeah. That's the theme of the podcast. Okay. Here we go. Man School! <laughs> Psst. Hey, do you guys like the podcast so far? What about that Man School song, huh? Man School! Listen to me learning all about the ladies. Man School! <laughs> so, if you like that song and you like the podcast and you want us to shout you out on the podcast in the form of that song, leave us a five star rating and a really sweet review. And we will do just that.
4: Man School. Thank you so much for your review, Alyssa. From California, Man School. Bam.
0: You guys, we have a very exciting guest today. <laughs> Matthew Solomon, author of the brand new Man School Relating with women in the Me Too era. So, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for Welcome. having me. Yeah. I'm happy. So, Hello. this <laughs> book is like so. What was the impetus? How did you decide to write it?
5: Uh, w- women asked me to write it. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> yeah. What
5: I, I,
3: <laughs> several, several.
5: And I
0: have their numbers.
5: <laughs> <laughs> They're all my Facebook friends. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll connect you. Um, I've I've always been very passionate about equality and uh i've always had a lot of women friends i was in i was a dancer i was in the fashion industry i was in bands i you know
3: mm-hmm. all
5: of that and as the the me too movement online exploded about a year ago uh now me too's been around since 2006 and you know but the i'm talking about like the post weinstein hollywood mm-hmm. stuff. as that you know erupted online i saw all these women you know come together and have their collective voices and share their stories. And men were caught off guard. And as is typical for most of us, we we got defensive because we didn't know how to handle it. And all of a sudden, you know, there's attacks coming at us. And so I would, because I understood what was going on, I would interject and try and help the men see the women's point of view and just say, no, there's nothing wrong. Just, just listen and just, just get it. And women would be like, oh my God, a man who listens. Thank you so much. <laughs> Please spread the word. You should write a book or teach a class. And so eventually I wrote a book. I love it. And, and yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to ask who, when you were writing the book, was in your mind as like who you're writing it for?
5: Yes. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. Because it, it really was a combination of all the Facebook uh, conversations I had been in so I was very conscious about acknowledging women for your experiences and finding a way to, you know, non-judgmentally educate men on how we got here, what it all means, what women need right now, and and who we get to become, you know, in order to provide a safe space.
0: So which, like, if you, out of your Facebook friends that were especially reactive, mm-hmm. Like what kind of demographic were? Yeah, describe some of the men that
2: this book is for. So okay, so
1: <laughs> dummies. It's men's school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> me too for dummies. It's and dummies being men because we're dumb.
3: <laughs> well,
5: <laughs> well, for for instance, you know, there's a, a a woman friend of mine who's a healer and she's you know in the like tantra world, uh-huh. yoga world, and all of that. And she would share. She shared about her experience. And one of her friends, um, you know, was like, well, you know, you should be nicer and maybe you should give these guys a chance because they don't understand. And, and so it was, it, it's, I guess the friends of the women is who I had in mind, the ones who weren't getting it, who were doing the, yeah, but, or arguing or like know, the guys. actually guys, the what? The, the, actually, the actually guys, guys. The actually, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is in my book, the actually guys. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the, you know, there was um, one woman who, Shared about like, you know, there was a there was a, this guy who kept, you know, got in her DMs and was trying to get her to interact with him. And he wouldn't take he 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 was so offended that she wouldn't respond that he got hostile. And then he would send her all these, you know, mean messages and offensive messages. And so she shared about this. And these two guys that uh, I know of and I know that they, quote, should know better because they're more like in that. Uh, enlightened aware world. We're still like, well, you should give him a chance or, you know, you know, maybe you misunderstood. And she's like, no, 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 no. This is exactly what happened. So, so when I interjected and I was like, you're at, you're blaming the victim. You're making her wrong when this guy just doesn't know any better. And he's the one that needs to, you know, get that that's not okay. And that's not how you talk to a woman. And that's not how you talk to anybody. And she doesn't owe you a response just because you say, Hey there, yeah.
0: Do Would you, fe- you say, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like men are getting it? Like what's the response been to the, the- book and your,
5: <laughs> the men who are reading it, get it. And I've gotten messages from men. They're like, thank you so much. First of all, I had, you know, no idea. This is what women deal with. Um, this, you know, one, one man who's been married a long time. He's like, I love my wife. We communicate pretty well, but something's been missing. And I did the, there's a chapter on listening. And he's like, I did that. And it worked. And I'm gonna do that from now on. <laughs> so thank you very much. So so the men who are reading it are getting a lot out of it. Uh, and there's you know pushback from the men who just see a man talking about man school, thinking, oh, he's just trying to tell us what to do, which I'm not. What are those guys? Yeah, yeah, are you
1: getting nasty? Uh, yeah, from men, yeah, nasty yeah, yeah. emails
5: or whatever. Um or whatever. Well, messages I, or- there's so I've been doing I've been doing a lot of interviews, I've been doing a lot of Facebook lives, and somebody <laughs> <laughs> um, keeps somehow masking accounts and like coming on the lives, and trolling, trolling, oh my and God. making comments like, "Who are you? What are your qualifications?" <laughs> that sounds just, like you're Facebook. Just, you're yeah. just saying a whole lot of nothing, and it's all like
3: it's the very, same person. It's clearly. all very
5: clearly the same person. But what's freaky is he's mask. He's getting. He's using other people's accounts somehow. To do that so that's the weird part but russia it sounds like russia yeah it is it's a russian bot <clears throat> <mod. Yeah. laughs> for
2: sure would you say it's fair um to characterize um the work that you're doing through your book as something that would take some of the emotional labor off of the women
5: Ye- yeah
2: um well, so that we don't have to keep repeating ourselves yeah. um do you find that it's hard um, to walk that line? Cause I know um, there's like a backlash and a backlash for a backlash every time anything happens. And would you say it's like hard to walk the line of like, Hey, I'm trying to be helpful versus I'm white knighting. You know what Hmm, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have you gotten any accusations of that? Has there been any kind of a backlash against the the good thing you're, trying to do um, how, yeah.
5: Yeah. Not, I, not so much. I mean, you know, there've been comments here and there, but I, I wouldn't say it was a backlash. Uh, I think my intention comes through pretty clearly. I, I would say, um, I am aware and I do say that, you know, like women are tired of explaining this and it, you know, we can be having the same conversation about race issues mm-hmm, also, totally. you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I do, (laughs) I hear women and I can translate for men. And so that's what I'm doing. And I think the, the men who are really interested in how do I please my woman? How do I make her feel safe? What, what am I missing They're They're getting a ton out of it. And, and then the ones that aren't, you know, they will keep doing whatever they're doing and unless they change their mind and 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 how do we reach those guys yeah Yeah, well
2: that's the question i feel like the name though tries to reach those guys yeah right man school is Mm -hmm. not exactly like in the cover it's like you know i think it would appeal to guys that are not sure and that are a little bit more confused more than the guys that already feel like they have a pretty good handle on it.
1: And do you feel, I also think like the, this age we're living in is Mm -hmm. all makes, is all these new problems uh, that come up with men and women. Right. So Mm -hmm. like just the idea that uh, a woman can be so now approachable that you can just go in her DMS and then what is the etiquette of what is, what is too much, what is hostile. Mm -hmm. And I think there's technology is causing more scenarios yeah. For yeah. men and women to interact uh, in problematic ways. Um, so, I, you know, like that's the sliding into DM didn't exist, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. And like here we are. And you can s- say anything and comment on any woman's various social media. How
0: often do you, how are you guys sliding into DMs?
1: I do. Yeah. But you're polite about it. I'm good about it. But I do. And I'll like comment on stuff. And like, you have to be like hyper aware. If like you're intent, too,
0: like, like you're signing into DMs, like for people you want to, uh,
1: comment. yeah, yeah, I've, I've that's that's happened, um, but it's like you know, <clears throat> and I've had people do it to me, you know. Mm-hmm. The,
3: the I think, I think
5: as long as you're really conscious of how the person is responding and if they're receptive and getting that, if they don't respond, that's okay, or if they tell you to, you know, screw off, that's okay too, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm just. You know,
1: but if you're messaging and messaging, <laughs> no reply or kind of like a very quick response, it's it's the same with texting, you know,
0: it's creepy in any forum, though. It's like, you know, whether you're like knocking on someone's door or repeat messaging them, maybe you feel more distance between maybe it feels like further removed from you if you're doing it electronically. But it's the same.
1: It's the same. Except that you can just do it from your phone as opposed to driving to someone's house, knocking on the door, (laughs) which is a lot of effort. Now there's very little effort
0: that is needed to
1: just message someone from your palm. It's
0: kind of like
2: at any time people could kill each other, but with guns, it's just easier and you can kill a greater number of people. It's like, sure, men still would harass women in person and show Mm -hmm. up at where they work, like old school style. But. Having
1: because of the internet, can be so <laughs> much easier,
2: <laughs> more men will do more. And you can harass more women,
1: so mass right. harassing, they and call it. A lot it, of I men believe. get
2: taught, I think, that it's like a numbers game. Yeah. You know, and they're like, if Definitely. I just harass enough women, I, yeah, one of them
1: will say, will yes. say if I yes. swipe right on. F- a hundred women on Tinder tonight. One of them will match with and me. And you'll
2: also get carpentonal. And
1: you don't I do have couple of, so <laughs> That's what happens when you've been on dating sites for ten Let's years. Let's
0: talk about the friend zone. Yeah. So you have like a section of your book that talks about how men handle being in the friend zone. What? What's like the common?
5: Well, I mean the the the, the common understanding is that we don't want to be there. Right. Right. That's, that's the, that's the belief that if we're there. That somehow it's disgusting to be a woman's friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I I wasn't man enough in some way to have you want to sleep with me. So I have to be your friend now, which, which is.
0: And it's like the only reason that you would want to be friends with a woman is sexually.
5: Right. I mean, that's the, the, the implication behind it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and I, I assure in the book, I had gone on a date with a woman about a year ago. We went on it like three times and really hit it off and really connected. And everything seemed great, but she just wasn't feeling me. And at one point in, in a moment of uh, insecurity, I was like, please don't put me in the friend zone. And she said she she literally said she's like, you don't want to be my friend. I was like, actually, I do want to be your friend. And it, and, and I got it that. Like I said, I've always had friends that were women and it's not a rejection. It's just, yeah, I get to, you know, have this cool person that we hang out and, you know, we don't have to sleep together and date. And like you were saying, you know, like swipe you, I mean, there's plenty of people to date. So
1: I've been in the friend zone since 1989. <laughs> and what I can say is. I, I, well, I found most men when they, they would, they would, and I have a lot of girlfriends as well in my whole life. I've had a lot of girlfriends and I, and, and, uh, you know, most men they, f- they found would hit on them. And if it was unsuccessful that then they would disappear. Yeah. And there was no attempt for this, uh, you know, this uh, secondary prize of being a, their friend. Oh yeah. no, why would I? And I just never really understood that, but, um,
2: but to be honest now,
1: are- now when someone says, I don't, I'm Dave, I'm not really interested in you. Do you want to be friends? I say, no, I have two of my girlfriends. I'm jam packed <laughs> with girlfriends. True. now.
3: That's you true though. Back time. then. Yeah. But,
1: but when I was in high school and college and they were like, yeah, it's not really. And I already got the vibes. Like it's not gonna be like mm-hmm. that. I, uh, yeah. Now I have a a, 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 lot of women friends. Um, I'm capped out right now. So if you're <laughs> listening, I am jam. I, if I, if I lose a couple platons <laughs> in the coming years, I may have some free spaces. We have a waiting list
2: but i also feel like you know no one has to be each other's friends either no like i feel like it's it's like we don't need to insist that we all be in each other's lives forever Mm -hmm. like if you want to be with someone romantically and they're not down and you know it's going to physically hurt you and like you can't be around them without wanting more and getting like you know feelings in the back that make you feel miserable and Mm -hmm. worthless and you're like what's wrong with me and then you hate who they are with if you see that behavior then Please don't be their friend. Well, isn't that isn't that what men friend? are fearful
1: of? Right, that they're gonna they were gonna agree to be their friend, and but secretly they're just gonna be yearning for that person and wanting it, and just but feeling bad that they're not with but the girl. But I feel like you but should could go know that yourself. could go either way. Yeah. you yeah. should know
2: yourself if you're into this person and you can't handle it, then don't be friends. And I feel like that's men and women. Yes. I know plenty of women that have also been friends with men. Where I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You can't. You like him, like
5: you can't. Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's like we kind of compartmentalize things. We, we put ourselves in positions where, you know, there's a lot of shame in our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and men, especially we internalize it. We don't talk to each other. Um, And so, you know, any little thing like that is just like, oh, you know, it's something to to be ashamed
1: of. Little hits to the ego. Yeah, Yeah,
5: totally. Totally. Because we're supposed to be like out there every woman is supposed to want us like that's 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 the culture we're raised in and if if it doesn't work out that way then then we're losers like that's the 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 thought process you know which isn't the case it's just a a construct and so the more that we can get to what feels good what doesn't feel good what do i want what don't i want what works what doesn't work you can choose i can choose and as long as we're like empowered in that choice or at least feel good about it, then great. but but yeah, when we're when when we start trying to fool ourselves into, yeah, I can be friends with her and I can't if I can't, then that that's not gonna go well and and vice versa like you
1: like I, and the, and once again, the mod like where we're at right now, you know, in two thousand and eighteen mm-hmm. with like uh, again the internet now, now you still stay kind of in these people's lives so yeah you know even if you're not a friend or even if it's like a breakup you know now you have to like now you see them on social media mm-hmm. so
0: but you can just not you can unfriend them and do the be th- mentally rip the band-aid off. Yeah. i think you need to yeah. do that
1: most in a lot of cases yeah. but do with you- a lot of these just asking a girl out like i stay i still follow these people if even if
2: but you like to look a cute girl, so you're like, oh, I'll still follow you. But
3: now <laughs> <Yeah,
2: yeah. laughs> do you have mm-hmm. any, like, tips for men to not internalize that and make it feel like that, oh, my God, this rejection means I'm a loser mm-hmm. and that, like, my job as a man is to be this sexually, like, very virile creature and whatever? Do you have any tips from how, like, to... Avoid personalizing that like hurt and having it be like, oh, I'm a loser. Yeah, I mean that's not how we women mean
5: to reject. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, a a lot of it is catching it. You know, I totally (laughs) do. I. I, Not all women. (laughs) I aim to maim
0: men's egos. (laughs) Okay.
5: (laughs) Good. Good joke. (laughs) (laughs) Real appropriate. (laughs) Um. (laughs) what was the question? Um, yeah, if, um, well, first of all, just catching it, you know, no. So if you, if I ask you out and you say no and I start to feel like, Oh crap, I'm a loser. I'm, you know, catching it and, and owning it and being like, okay, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And like, this is all an internal process by the way. So, okay, this is how I'm feeling. All she said was no doesn't mean anything about me, even if I think it does, you know, or what could it mean? Maybe, you know, and, and, you know, there's a whole list of reasons. Maybe we just don't connect that way. Maybe there's somebody else. Maybe there's something about me that reminds you, you know, who, who knows? Or, or, and the the chemistry thing, sometimes there's just no chemistry, you know? And that, that's something, you know, in, in, in my dating experience, it's like, I've been on both sides of that where Somebody was interested in me and I, and like on paper, everything was great and I just wasn't feeling it, you know? So it's, it's really taking stock of what is, like what the, the actual facts are versus what I'm making it mean,
3: you mm. know?
5: So the meaning that I'm giving it is I'm a loser, but the facts are, I asked you out and you said no. And that, and that's all that happened, you know? So everything else is just my machinery going I to I love work.
0: that. Yeah.
2: I mean, and I feel like we have an easier time doing that. I mean, not all of us, but with like jobs or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you go for uh, out for a job or for an interview and you don't, generally get to find out why it's not you, you know? Yeah. So you go home and you're like, they could have not hired me because I asked for too much money mm-hmm. or I didn't have this much experience or actually we didn't click in the room or whatever. And yeah. I feel like it's easier for us to maybe perceive that as not personal because it's a job. Mm-hmm. But then if someone says like, I don't want to date you, we're
5: like, oh, so I'm garbage, yeah. I'm garbage right, right, right. to you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, which, which happened. You know, I was, uh, I was an actor for 10 years and I worked – mostly in commercials and then I worked in casting. And so I saw both sides of the camera and I knew all the conversations that were happening with the directors and the ad agencies and all of that. And even so, I would still walk into auditions and if I didn't get the job, my, my beard was, I, I trimmed it on the three instead of the four. <laughs> totally screwed myself up. You know, like a millimeter, like nobody could see that difference, but that was, that was my mind trying to justify why I wasn't getting the job. And then one day I was like, wait, all that happened was I went in, I auditioned and I left and they could be trying to match up families and mm-hmm. made, I didn't look like the kid or I would, didn't look like, you know, whatever. And, and so it's stuff like that, where we start to see how, you know, ridiculous it is all the shit that we do to ourselves to, to, <laughs> to make us feel bad. You I know?
0: think whenever you're on the other side, I totally had experiences mm-hmm. like that where then you realize how, like, it's not about you at all. I mean, in most cases, it really just has so much to do with just the circumstance or the other person. It's
1: hard, though. It's hard when you put yourself out there and someone kind of rejects you to not internalize it. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least as a man, I'm thinking, like, if I have to be honest with myself, like, I think the dangerous part is that when you, if you're asking people out that you you like and then you're getting rejected and you're just and you're not addressing it you're just kind of mm-hmm. taking it in and feeling that shame that that fear will then grow and that's where it gets kind of dangerous mm-hmm. that's when that fear kind of turns to resentment towards women or anger towards yeah. women and that can come out whether on the internet or it's coming out and mm-hmm. you know in inappropriate ways in, in their office and their personal lives and that's the scary thing that's what men are bad at where they're bad at not turning the rejection into rage. Rage.
5: Well yeah. and then and then even the rejection is is a story, is a like an interpretation because all that happened was she said no. So it's sure. like, all right. But so you it's have not- to do, you
0: have to be smart enough well, you have and, to like, catch it. Yeah. Willing to do the work to catch that yeah. and reframe <clears throat> it in yeah. your brain. Because it's Otherwise- easier to
5: blame all women yeah. and your awful people and how dare you turn me down and all of that. Like yeah, yeah it's way easier. <laughs> so much easier
0: so this sort of relates but um you have a section in your book about safety Mm -hmm. and i think i think men even like well-meaning men don't realize that just the slight difference in physicality and like those sometimes really subtle differences like really have a big impact in how women feel that they can act and you know, protect their safety in certain situations. Um, Like
1: men being more just bigger, physically bigger. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, just like men not being aware that like for us,
2: just being on the street late at night is a different experience than for them. And like being in a parking garage and like, you know, like, you know, I break into a dead run with keys between my fingers Mm -hmm. and like slam my locked door the second I get in my car. And sometimes like we've... I think we've talked about before, like being scared where a man will come late at night and knock on your Mm -hmm. window and then be like, put your window down, put your window down. And we're in our car being like, dude, no. And then they'll be like, you fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, you have to understand you can't come up to me in a dark place, knock on my window and try to get me to open it. Like I am only thinking of rape. You Mm -hmm. know, that's literally the only thing I'm thinking of, rape and murder.
0: I've had situations like that on the street or where they're yelling at me when I'm like walking my dog and it's like, dude, it's dark out. Like this, I don't know yeah. if you're a good quote unquote or not, like I I am just worried about my safety. Mm-hmm. And I think those kind of like little s- situations bring out these like microaggressions in men. Just, I don't know.
1: I mean, I can even think of examples where I've done that to a girlfriend. Unintentionally. You know, come up to their car or mm-hmm. came up behind them and they bugged out. <laughs> and be like, whoa, you know, and that's what I was like, oh, wow, this is like, you know, completely by accident. But like, just seeing it right then and there. And I've walked down the street, like, or run down the street, like in fear of oh. situations too. So it's like, I, you know, I think men can relate to it, but I can't speak on behalf of the 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 actual predators or yeah. you know, people on the street. That's like um, the fact that that's even out there, even out there at all. It's kind of concerning.
3: Well, there was,
5: there was an experience I had that, you know, I mentioned in the book where, you know, a couple of years ago, I was in a seminar. Um, uh, Alison Armstrong teaches, she has a whole company called PAX uh, and it, I think it was called Understanding Women. And you know, it was like the, the, it was like a Saturday morning and she, you know, it's men and women. She asked the men, how many of you have been afraid of your, for your life in the last year? And, you know, a few of us put our hands up and she's like, how about in the last month? You know, maybe there was maybe a hand or two, how many in the last week? Nobody. And then she asked the women, how many of you have been afraid of, for your life in the last year? Every hand went up in the last month, every hand stayed up in the last week you know, a lot of the hands went down, but some were still up. She's like, what about today? And there was still, you know, like 20 women who had their hands up and it was 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And literally (laughs) all I had done was I woke up and I got dressed and I went to this seminar, which I assumed that's, that was what the other women had done also. And yet there was still something that had them be afraid for their lives. And, and for me, it was like, wow, I, I had no idea. And actually, uh, a man who read the book messaged me, and he and said the same thing. He's like, I had no idea. So, when I say hi to a woman on the street, if she ignores me, it's not because of me. It's because she's afraid, or I don't know if something just happened, or you know, she or she doesn't owe me anything anyway. But it it helped him get you know the the woman's perspective and and how. Like, we don't deal with that. As men, we don't deal with that same sort of safety issue. We have other safety issues, but it's not, like, a constant threat. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for who's going to save us if something goes down or who's going to attack us if, if we're vulnerable.
0: So um, there are, like, parts of the book that focus uh, kind of on gender differences. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a section on... Um, like men as providers yeah. and I just kind of wanted to talk about, cause it's interesting too with Dave, you dating and this, I think this plays out for like a lot of people our age, but that, you know, I don't know. It's almost dangerous to focus on those gender differences and have this like old school idea of like men as providers mm-hmm. and like put, women into certain boxes and
2: yeah, it's always Shullereen. dangerous to put women on a pedestal to me. And it's like, whenever I am afraid, when I see or hear language, like, you know, women are the divine feminine mm-hmm. or like women are to be cherished and yeah. women are, it makes me worried because a like, it makes us seem less capable and men mm makes them seem as though they need to be both new school and old school. And I think men like don't get how to do both. And they're like, wait, so I'm still supposed to make the money and take you out and pay for this. But then at the same time, I'm supposed to be sensitive and like shut the fuck up and Uh and do this and this and this. And I think they're like, well, well, I'm confused about like,
1: we have to be everything. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: And so I feel like I'm a little bit worried when it's like putting the pussy on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to be thought of as like gentler and better or more divine or whatever. Do you think
1: women expect you know? men to be everything too? Or do you think that's, um, that's false that women would want all of those things from I a man? I
2: think that like the joke is, is that women don't know what they want or they want everything or that women are so complicated and that men are so simple, but I don't think that's true either. I just think that the way we express the complexity from the man's point of view is, uh, I want to a freak in the sheets of the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jedi
5: in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the simple
2: way yeah. of being like, I want a complicated woman. Mm-hmm. Whereas for women, it's like, well, I want them to be sensitive, but I also want them to throw me up against the wall, yeah. but I also want them to have a good education, but I want them to be nice to my parents and I want them to, you know, so that's the
5: joke, but yeah. I feel like
2: it's similar. It's what we want is both, both genders want things that are yeah.
5: both. Well I, well, I think, so, you know, I, I coach couples and I've, you know, done a lot of relationship work. And I, I, I have observed that we've evolved, you know, we're in a different space than we were like when the Mars and Venus books came out. And so that's good to hear. (laughs) 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 Um, and I, I think, you know, within relationships, it's more fluid, you know, there's, there's a a lot of women who make more money than I, when I was married, my now ex-wife made a lot more money than I did. You know, and I did a lot more around the house than she did. And so to the extent that we can be in partnership with each other and just flow with that, that's how we have things work. And we can get it's real easy to get caught up in the the gender issues and or the, the, the gender roles, you know, and defining those roles. And so, you know, when I um, I, I think I don't I No, I didn't, I didn't mention divine feminine, but I I get, I get what you're saying. Like there's a, when I talk about providing like the new, Mm -hmm. the new uh, protector and provider, it's, it's not about the money anymore. It's not about the fighting anymore. Yes, we can develop that in ourselves and, and all of that. But, but I think, you know, where I'm coming from with the protector and provider is providing that space where you feel safe. Providing that space where you can express yourself. And it doesn't have to be like flowy and purple and glitter and, you know, unicorns and all of that stuff. It it's will be it. for
1: me. <laughs>
3: well, yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yes.
5: <laughs> but it really is like whatever your expression is so that you feel safe to be who you are. Because up until now, women really haven't had that freedom to do that. And so that's that's where I'm coming from with the protector and provider mm-hmm. th- with redefining how we get to show up.
1: He's like societal, this past that we've lived in of chivalry and what to, mm. what a man is expected to be, whether providers or also in just small gestures. Mm. I wonder if that's going to change too, as we go like decades from now, if, uh,
5: if, you know, if we'll completely the, the get rid of
1: those like past ideas right. of what a man and a woman should be. I hope uh, so.
0: A lot of them are really dangerous. I agree. Hmm. Chivalry worries me also. Yeah. Um, so you're a dad. Yeah. So how do you have? daughters or sons
5: i have a 13 year old daughter and then twin boys that are 10
0: oh my goodness yeah (laughs) Yeah. so you have the
2: whole gamut of experience i do
5: and my boys are very different all three of them are very different but it's yeah it's uh it's a lot
2: what's it like raising kids
5: in the me too era um it's
1: do they have cell phones
5: uh, my daughter does. Yeah. Yeah. The boys have iPads. Okay. Um, And they're on YouTube and, you know, watching all kinds of stuff. We, we had the sex talk actually recently. Cause they, you know, they've been, you know, they see the book and, mm-hmm. and hearing about what's going on. They got on. to that tantric part. Yeah. But it was funny cause one of my sons, he's very artistic and expressive and, and all of that. And so, you know, we have this whole sex talk about how. How it can be a very beautiful thing, and how like things work, and you know the parts and all of that. And he's like, okay, so so the man's the charger, and the woman is the, the outlet. Charger. And the, charger in the charger, the charger and the outlet, and the computer powers up, and they order a baby.
1: Wow, like, that was his. his that, that was his. But he took still. away.
5: And I was like, and if you have Prime, there's free shipping. How 2018 <laughs> of him? Yeah, totally. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. He's like, are you? Were you and mom? Prime members. That's, a, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's way better. My, my dad, I took me out when I was 14. We were on the beach in New Jersey and mm. my mom looked at my dad and she said, you know, honey, it's go time. go Yeah. Go take Dave for a walk. And we start walking down and it's like minutes go by just in silence. And we're walking on the beach <laughs> and eventually my dad looks at me and he goes, you know what to do. Right. And I was like, yeah dad yeah and i was so pl- i was devastated because i really wanted him to give me tips you know mm. and yeah. instead he just was like you know what to do right and, he, and then he, and then he turns me around we start walking back to the to the family he's like just you know like wear a condom or something and i was like or something. good talk dad cool oh, all right wow, great Marsha. great job really yeah. knocked this one out of the park dad
5: yeah i, I, I got a picture book when I was. <laughs> oh really yeah
0: so did i did you uh,
2: i was Maybe like five way? and it was oh. like the cover was like uh a beach ball with like the earth printed on it And it was like a naked boy and girl on it Oh, oh my god! And then uh-huh. you go through and it's mm-hmm. like Ah, oh, these young kids asked uh, what it is And then it's like showed the sex as like Naked man and woman like floating above each other oh. and, like, <laughs> and like the part where like the penis would go inside Where the vagina were like see-through So you could see inside oh. them Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
5: I know And it. I yeah. was like,
2: yeah, it was super technical. My mom was like, so did you read that book? And you I was it. like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> that was that.
0: Wow. Have like, because I mean, all this shit is all over the news, mm-hmm. w- you know, with sexual assault and whatever. Does it change? Like, ha- do conversations come up with your, especially with your boys about that kind of, do um, they have questions
5: or? They don't. Uh, you know, my daughter, she's thirteen, so they they do like a whole, I think week or two weeks of sex ed now which you know, when I was her age, it was like, you know, a day they showed uh-huh, us a movie, uh-huh. and, and that was it. So um she doesn't bring it up. She doesn't want to like talk about that stuff but but I'll talk to her or when her friends are over, like we'll get in conversation. so so it's like it's almost, Better when when she has her her girlfriends over because then like they they, they like me, I'm the I'm the cool That's dad. She's yeah. kind of embarrassed. So then so then I can you know have those conversations and just you know, and give them the you know boys will say anything just, you know.
1: The I feel like the Me Too movement um, will benefit most young boys, uh, like the next generation. Like are the all the things that are coming out, all the all the monsters that were mm-hmm. you know exposing everything that's going to come from this. I think ultimately we may not see it in our, you know, yeah. in our generation, the, the necessary changes, but I, yeah. it, it may be, and maybe into some degree, but really, I think it would be like, you know, the kids, you know, like your sons, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, all right, this is gonna be a different world that we're yeah. creating for them.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it's just like a culture shift that happens. And there's like a different baseline for what's acceptable. And yeah. we can They're all- growing
1: up seeing that it's not acceptable where we
3: didn't. Yeah. Right. You know.
2: But also it's like we were saying that toxic masculinity like wounds the boys too. So hopefully they'll be freer than ever and less confined by like gender roles and you know, be more free to have feelings Uh and like men talking to other men, like Mm -hmm. what Matthew was saying. And like, even down to the story you just told about your dad, how great would it be if your dad didn't, hadn't felt uncomfortable talking to his son, you would have maybe a different relationship. Totally. And I mean, that's Mm. what I think we're all hoping for. Like for women, it's a safety issue more immediately, but for men, I think it's, uh, it's a mental health issue and it's yeah. a yeah. rage and a good life and a freaking out and shooting people issue. Yeah.
1: It's listening to women and talking to other men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah. comes down to those two things. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they're necessary change, for sure.
5: Yeah, and really, I mean, getting away from porn because porn is is very yeah. twisted honestly in how it portrays like I mean that for mo- for most of us that was our education was watching porn. And that was, you know, for me, that was in the eighties and it's not, I mean, it's, it's really extreme now. This, this stuff that's yeah, out there. And, and it, you
0: can get it at like the click of a button. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like the it's stuff I had to do.
1: It's, that's something that's <laughs> even more accessible to these kids yeah. than we had it. I mean, right. So mm-hmm. like, that's, it's interesting what that psychologically is doing. Yeah. I know there's been some studies on it, but it's like, yeah, it's generally, uh, it puts really false ideas of, you know, mm-hmm. interactions between men and women into people's brains.
3: Yeah.
0: So this has been lovely, but I, before we go, can you just speak for a second about the tantric <laughs> witchcraft element? You yeah. just bring it up yeah, casually. You, never, you mentioned magic with a
2: uh-huh. CK. You uh-huh. never come back to it. <laughs> been just uh, sitting around waiting <laughs> That's to
5: find in out. Book book three. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the Lord of the Man.
5: <laughs> That's right. So, so Tantra is, I mean, it's, it's a practice that goes back hundreds of years. And how'd you
0: get into it though?
5: <laughs> I had, I had always been interested in, in it as a way to frankly, please whoever I was with uh, more. To come good. to to, well to, to, to come later. Yeah. yeah that's honestly. what I meant by good. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: um, Teach me your ways. That's right. So, so I had started getting into it to learn how to control my ejaculation. And then through that, you know, Western culture takes everything and makes it about sex and all of that. So, so what in Western culture, people think, oh, tantra, is just sex, but it's really about connection and it's about acceptance. And it's about, you know, being with somebody and connecting with that person on a like fully like heart level. And then you connect with somebody else and then you connect with somebody else and taking that out into the world and creating And giving
0: love. everyone HPV.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, connecting with someone else,
0: connecting with someone else until the whole and, world is
2: HPV.
5: And that person and that person. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell their friends and they tell their friends. <laughs>
1: um,
2: Wait, but I want to ask. So yeah. um, was this something you practiced in your marriage? No. Did you discover it after? I,
5: I had discovered. Here's the thing. I had discovered it before I was married. And I always wanted a partner who was into that. Uh. And my ex-wife wasn't into it. And then, you know, I dated after my marriage and I just wasn't finding somebody who wanted to to do that with me. So then I just started taking courses and learning on my own. And now I'm with somebody who, when we first started dating, I was in a tantra course and she's like, I want to be your, your practice partner. And I was like, finally okay. like, best you. dating app yeah, ever that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing yeah, yeah.
2: so how pissed is your ex-wife now she's just oh, like I ugh, i didn't get this tantra thing now i'm
5: regretting it <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that so yeah, yeah. yeah I don't probably not <laughs>
0: uh well thank you for alleviating some of the we so- have us we have to propose the jingle oh, oh my god they wrote you a song you wrote me a song <laughs> what you wrote me a song? Oh, my god.
1: it's the song that Sophia sings whenever we we <laughs> whenever bring up we the we say the, books, we say the word man school
4: man school i just go Man school teaching ah. all the men's about the women's man school. And then there's a lot
2: of <laughs> it's, verses. It's good. a so lot of verses. Oh my god, a lot of Recorded, verses. keeps she going can,
3: Really, yeah. yeah. But hey, if you want to use it, it's available. man school teaching man all the men's
4: about the women's. Yeah, Matthew. School. There we go. Yeah.
3: Man <laughs> school
4: teaching all the men's about how to hold
0: their common inside.
3: Man <laughs> (laughs) Okay, let's do another
0: verse But first, where, so, uh people can get man school yeah, Amazon, on Amazon Amazon
5: uh, man pay- school available
0: on
4: Amazon you can order with Prime paperback and Kindle oh there you go thank you Matthew for for
2: understanding oh, I'm,
5: I'm down down for jingles that's great I had no idea he's in a band okay? I would have done me. this like a half hour ago if I would have known damn uh,
3: dude we can
4: sing dude come on we should man, I wish. School. Yeah. now
1: we, we should do it all over again where yeah. every time when you say the word man school, she Uh just interjects like, man school, mansplaining (laughs) man to man. Oh my god.
4: Man school, achieve an orgasm, two people at a time, but then we can (laughs) another, and another, and another. Man school. <laughs> Sex magic with the K. There we go. Man
1: if you do like a book tour, like bring her. Oh, yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, I'll bring you up. she will get him hyped. She'll slap a bass. And be, 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 be,
5: man school. So
0: everyone should get my Man's school. school. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much.
5: Thank you. <laughs> uh, Coach with Matthew Solomon. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, is Oh my yeah. No,
3: let's put,
5: okay. The it. Okay, we'll find yeah. you.
0: Yeah, you okay. do. So you do relationship coaching. Yeah, relationship
5: and- coaching. Do you need a jingle?
0: Yeah, <laughs> coach with <Matthew> Solomon, <laughs> Take your
4: relationship to the next level with matthewsolomonschool.com.
5: Sorry, that's not the appropriate website. It's is it? coach, with with coach with Matthew
4: Coachwithmatthewsolomon.com. Coach with
3: One, two,
4: three. <laughs> Man School.
3: <laughs> Thank
4: you. <laughs>
0: Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave us those five stars. And leave us a sexy review. Sexiest review gets a shout out on the pod.
1: And if you guys have any questions for us to answer on the podcast about love or dating, just hit us up at realitybitespod at gmail.com.
0: That's Bites with a Y. And make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, That's Reality Bites Pod, Bites with a Y. See you next Wednesday.